Greetings and welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Pete Lorimer, former hit record producer and now host of the show, Stay Here on Netflix. On the podcast, you will always find business and real estate strategies, marketing techniques and tips for the entrepreneur. So hit the big bloody subscribe button, would you? Give it a like and also please share this podcast with someone else that might get value from it. I am going to be covering three market predictions, and I'm also going to be covering three techniques that you can deploy to find listings in this incredibly competitive market. So I want to start today by thanking, I had an agent whose name was at my fingertips, so I'll find it in a second. I want to thank an agent in Silicon Valley for sending in a request for finding out what the prediction is to the real estate market in 2022, maybe beyond and now as well. So as promised, I'm going to be covering three market predictions, and then I'm going to give you three techniques to find listings in this blisteringly busy and competitive real estate market. So let's start with the market predictions. I'm going to give you now, I'm going to give you end of year, and I'm going to give you next year. I've crunched tons and tons of data and Essentially, they're all but a couple of news articles are saying the same thing, which is, I want to start with a couple of statistics because one is mind blowing. Okay. So I'm taking this from Narada, which is a real estate investment site. And it essentially said that growth was so powerful in 2020 that house prices get this nationally, according to them, rose 17.2%. 17.2%. That is insanity. In my opinion, it's almost like a dangerously high amount of appreciation. But as a homeowner, I'm, I'm happy and, and, it, and it's great. As long as those of us that have been in the real estate industry a while, we remember the crash. We remember 2008. We remember 2009 and 2010 when it was the bleak, dark years of real estate. And so are we going to pop is the question. Ultimately, the answer is, I do not think so. Do I think we're going to stay on the trajectory that we're at? I don't think so. So let me kind of break it down as to the market predictions right now, where we are at in 2021. So obviously, all of this stemmed from the pandemic with coronavirus and then interest rates plummeted. What has happened is there was a a, a double whammy. Interest rates plummeted, but then also building stopped. And then building became more expensive. And now new homes have not caught up to the demand of what people want. Also, for the first time, millennials now represent a third of the marketplace. So those entry level homes, there just is not anywhere near the amount of supply and demand, which is compounded because, quite rightly, there were no foreclosures. So normally there's a bit of inventory that hits the market that soaks up the investor pool that is foreclosures. There've been no foreclosures. And every investor has been out there trying to find things. But if there's no foreclosures, there's no foreclosures. So market predictions for 2021 are, I feel by the third quarter, we're going to continue to see the trend of of rates bipping up a little bit. So here is what I hope the Fed will do. 
Right now, the balloon has really low rates. So it's really fat. There's lots and lots of air. Lots of The air represents demand, right? There's tons of demand. There's, the balloon is just full, almost to popping. And so once the Fed begin to step up the interest rates, and if they do it slowly, as I'm sure they will, it will let the air out of the balloon slowly so it will stop becoming stretched. Things will begin to go back to normal. And of course, the Fed doesn't just control us. It controls business. It controls everything. It controls loans to corporations that have nothing to do with real estate. It controls shipping and oil and all of these things. So if the Fed slowly, as I'm sure they will, lets the air out of the balloon almost unnoticeably, we're going to see the market begin to stabilize. Now, for us, the market is kind of in our advantage because if, you, if you're selling real estate, you want a blazingly hot market. But how about finding listings? I'm going to touch upon that in a second. So market prediction number one is summer is going to remain on fire. Market prediction number two, which is towards the end of the year, it is going to begin to bip up. And by third and fourth quarter, I think we're going to feel a little bit of a slowdown. Now, that will be a slowdown from white hot lava speed to just kind of red hot. So it isn't like we're going to see any kind of like contraction or crash. And then as we transition into 2022, demand, and of course, a lot of this is driven by what city you're in, demand is going to remain high. These rates are fabulously low and they're only going to stabilize probably by 2023. So next year, imagine you're on it. It's almost like you're on a roller coaster. 2021 is where you've gone over the top of the roller coaster and it's going as fast as it can. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then you begin to kind of just ramp around all the corners until 2023 when I think it will become even Stevens, not a buyer's market, not a seller's market. So those are my three market predictions. Let's get into if you want to find listings. You're an agent, you're grinding it out and listings are everything right now because listings generally sell. And so if you're an agent and if you're a newer agent and you don't have the track record, how the hell do you find listings that you can put out there, right? Because you don't have the track record. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes as well and I've lost one of my things, but that's okay. So I want to talk about circle prospecting. So circle prospecting is fan bloody tastic. I'm sure some of you know what circle prospecting is, but I'm now going to give you three techniques where you can potentially at least meet sellers. They probably don't. It's very rare that I meet a seller. I mean, it happens, but I meet a seller and they're like, great, I'm so glad you called or I'm so glad you sent me that postcard because I want to sell my house. Will you sell it, please? I wish it was that easy. It isn't. What generally happens is you get to meet people, you build your database, and then it can take weeks, months, years before someone actually wants to sell. But our job as real estate professionals is to grow our database every single day with quality folk. So I'm going to show you three techniques right now on how to do that. I'm going to speak to agents first who have listings of their own. Then I'm going to get to you guys that don't have listings of your own. If you've got a listing of your own and you want to do circle prospecting, here is how you do it. I'm going to dial up my notes at the same time because I need to do that. So if you want to circle prospect potential sellers in your area, you want to have a property, right? This is to you, the listing agents. There are apps. So I'm going to use an area. I'm just going to say West Hollywood, right? West Hollywood is right back, slap bang in the middle of LA. 
and I'm going to use that as an area. I'm going to use maybe a three or four block radius as a place for a listing agent to prospect. So you've got this property that you're listing at 123 Green Street, 123 Green Street, and you want to potentially meet other sellers in the neighborhood. Now, traditionally, what we've done is door knocking and traditionally what we've done is send postcards, both of which are fine. But what if you don't necessarily have the time to go door knocking or maybe you want to door knock and then supplement with some digital strategies? I'm going to give you the name of an app. There is an app which some of you will already know. It is called Forewarn, F-O-R-E-W-A-R-N, Forewarn. And what that does is you can literally find people's information. For all my fellow realtors out there who've had their personal cell phones called by other realtors trying to capture a listing that you already have listed, which has happened to me many, many times, this is how they're finding their data. Now, I wouldn't necessarily just call someone up and say, hey, buddy, you want to sell your house? Here is how I would say it. We're putting a home on in the area. You find the data, you find the cell phone, you call them up and you say, hey, this is Peter from Corcoran Real Estate. I just wanted to let you know we're putting on the street, we're putting 123 Green Street on the market in a few days. And I just wanted to let the neighbors know, have the opportunity in case they've got someone that wants to, uh, they have a friend or a family member that wants to move into the area. Notice that I didn't say, are you interested in selling? The next question that someone's going to ask is, hmm, well, how much are you putting it on the market for? Well, we're putting it on the market for 1.5, uh, Andrew. Let's just pretend his name's Andrew. So do you have any friends or family that I can give a preview to? Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. And then the story is going to evolve. And you will ultimately, they're ultimately going to say, what do you think my house is worth? Some of them, not all of them, but some of them are going to say, what is my house worth? However, if we lead with that, if the first thing at the gate is, do you want to sell your house and putting your house on down the market? They're just going to hang up. They're going to get defensive. Whereas if you go with a UVP, you've heard me say this a million times, a UVP, a unique value proposition, meaning I'd like to give you exclusive access to a listing that's going on the market, people open up. So I want to now start for guys who don't have their own listings. And I would highly recommend you speak to a listing agent before you do this. I had a policy in my office. Anybody in my office can use my listings for their own benefit as long as they ask me first. And so just say to your, your to somebody in your office, you know, Michael Glickman, I saw that. What's up, Michael? I like to ask if they would like to pick their new neighbors. I know that phrase. You've got to be careful with that because that could fall into the category of discrimination, right? What if they say to me, you know, say to you an awkward phrase, you don't want to be even having a conversation like that. Picking neighbors is something I might, I might shy away from, but that's up to you, my friend. So, okay, situation number two is if you don't have your own listing, but somebody in your office has said, sure, why don't you take my listing and see if you can get any business from it? And maybe if you do, kick me a referral. Not that I've ever said that, but so, you know, maybe that's a way to, to where it's a quid pro quo. So if you're a new agent, you have the same script. You use the same service. You use Forewarn to find their information and you call the sellers in the neighborhood and you say, hey, we're putting 123 Green Street on the market in three days or a week. Do you have any friends or family that would like to move into the area or anyone else that might want to move into the area? It works. It really works because people feel special. Even if it's just to say, I'm having 
a private, I want to show my respect to the neighborhood. It's a beautiful neighborhood. And before I go live, I wanted to just have a little neighborhood welcome where I'm going to cater it a little bit. You get some drinks and some snacks. And you just want to say, I want to show my respect to the neighborhood for allowing us to have open houses. And um, this is the process that we're going to be following. We're going to be COVID compliant. Everybody's going to be checked. I just want you to know that we're taking care of, of the neighborhood and we're being very respectful to you, our neighbors. You're going to meet people. You're going to chat. They're going to love it. Let's talk about when a listing has sold, right? This can be your listing. It can be someone else's listing. Again, this is Peter. I wanted to let you know that we just sold a place in your neighborhood. And this is the phrase that everyone is using. But there's a difference when you send it in a letter and a text, as opposed to when you get someone on the phone. You say to someone who picks up, you go, hi, is this Andrew? Yeah, this is Andrew. Hey, Andrew, I'm sorry to bother you. This is Pete Lorimer here from, from Corcoran Global Living. And you may or may not know, we just sold 123 Green Street down the block. It was tremendously effective and we had lots and lots and lots of multiple offers. The sales price was really mental. And what's happened is it's kind of affected your sales price. So I just wanted to let you know the good news that your house has gone up. So and I'm your local guy. So I just wanted to give you a tip of information. Again, notice I'm not asking for the sale. I'm not asking for the sale. I'm calling a potential seller up with some unique value, right? It's a unique value proposition. I'm reaching out to them to say, hey, we did so good down the block. Your house has gone up. Congratulations. You know, why don't you pull out some equity and go on that holiday? What do you think their next question is going to be? The next question is going to be, well, how much do you think my house is worth now? And then I always say this phrase, people. I always say this phrase. I say, Listen, I'd like to show you the respect by actually taking a look at it with my eyes rather than just plucking a number out of the internet because that's just what Zillow does. So once I have my boots on the ground, I'll be in and out in two minutes and I'll be able to give you a bullet point value on your home so you can go on that vacation. Notice I'm still not going for the close, right? It isn't always be closing. It's always be giving. A, B, G. Not ABC, ABG. I like that. We coined it here, ladies and gentlemen. We coined it here. And then the third one is something that I've just touched upon, which again is the same vibe, circle prospecting. You pick two or three or four blocks around a property that's either yours or someone else's that you can use with their permission. And it's open houses. And you call all the neighbors up to invite them to the first open house and say, I wanted to show you that respect to the neighborhood. I wanted to invite you personally just to show you the style of open house that we conduct. And if there's anything I can do to improve and help you, the neighbors, then I'm all ears because it's not just about the house we're selling. It's about all the houses around us as well. I want you to know that we're empathetic to your needs and not just our own sellers. People are going to hear that and they're going to love it. They're going to hear it and they're going to love it. And then last but not least, if you wanted to be a little bit renegade now, no, I can't really say that one. Well, maybe I can, but I know there are a lot of people who use other agents listings that are not theirs with no permission, but that's up to you and your broker. Please don't take any advice from me because everything I say is just my opinion. That's about it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back again next week with another topic and another great podcast. So don't forget to hit that button and subscribe. Until next time, 
Take care, and I will see you later.